Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi. It is Community College Month, and we are celebrating, but one of the things that, that is of concern uh, for community colleges across the country is something that's come out, uh, again, from the Heckinger Report that we've talked about, and it's titled, The Reckoning is Here for Community Colleges, and the basis of it is since 2010, Community and college enrollment, uh, the number of students has fallen by 37%. That's about 2.6 million people. And Zahi, that, that's kind of becoming almost an existential crisis for community colleges. I'm not sure it has become an almost existential. I think it is existential in many ways and in many places. Don't forget we haven't hit everywhere the enrollment cliff. We have not yet figured out the total losses uh, from the pandemic, and we're not fully out of all of its ramifications. We have, uh, we still have a very job, a very strong job market. So everything come together, I think it's, it is existential in, in my opinion. But our conversation today shouldn't take away from the celebration of everything community college and everything that community colleges have been doing and higher education in general for, for decades and decades. It's, it's more, in my mind, it's more of how can we take the lemons and make lemonade type of an approach? How can we uh, change the status quo so we are competitive in the future? Because as you said, we are losing to private for profit because they're more versatile and they're providing the students what they want, the way they want it, when they want it, uh, more, more readily than we are in public uh, institutions. And then, um, uh, you know, we, so the, those 2.6 million, 37% loss is also concurrent with the fact that we've had during that same period of 10 years, a huge increase in dual enrollment. So in reality, the losses are even bigger for the typical student, whatever typical is defined as. Right, and those dual enrollment students uh, are now making up uh, nearly a fifth of enrollment at, at a lot of colleges. And, um, you know, I, one of the ideas behind that is then they would become your your students upon graduating from high school, and that's not always the case. Uh, but you know, the reality is, you know, community colleges the the value proposition that's been there always is it's an affordable way to go to college. It's a, an affordable way if you're transferring to get a bachelor's degree to get out, you know, those quote unquote generals before you you head off to uh, a four-year university, and then uh, for the career and technical students, you go in and you get those uh, skills that you need for those in-demand careers. And you know what what we've seen is some issues at the transfer level. Is the path is not always clear for what exactly you need to do. Uh, the courses are not always clear for what you need to take. And then, you know, be, beyond that, you know, okay, now you get the classes. They may not be on the schedule that you want or need. 
and, and then second to that is you may not be able to get the services that you want or need. And, uh, you know, community colleges can be really good with siloing uh, their services. So if you have a question about, you know, uh, financial aid, for example, you go, you talk to one person, they say, no, you have to go down the hall to talk to this person who then sends you down the hall to talk to somebody else. Uh, and that's frustrating for students. Yes, yes. I like how you how you phrased it because of concerns. However, I want to ask you a question. You're you're the consummate uh, communicator. Uh, how would you square the idea that our value proposition is an inexpensive education when we've seen a significant increase in individuals willing to pay significantly more for to to the private for-profits to reach the same or very similar education. And in some cases it's not, and some of them had to close shop or, or have significant uh, issues. So how would you, and I'm asking it out of sheer ignorance, but how would you, how would you explain this disparity, this dichotomy in reality? Well, and, and you know, it's a tough thing to do because quality and affordability are often not seen as you know congruent ideas where if you want something quality you tend to have to pay more for it and if you're paying a low price for something the tendency is that it's it's a cheap good or service uh, so there's a little bit of convincing that you know how do you make people understand that even though it's an inexpensive education it's still a high quality education. And, uh, you know, institutionally, you have to find ways to do that. You have to be able to show the things that you have done with students. You have to, uh, you know, find the students that, that are absolutely excelling and doing great things. Um, you know, one of the things I remember is it's fairly common for students that started in community college to outperform native four-year students when they get to that four-year level. Uh, you know, that goes on into medical school, for example, where community college students will often outperform their peers that were four-year students all along. So it's finding those things and really making sure people understand that. Uh, and we have to celebrate those things. Um, and the other part to that, I think is, you know, we have to back up everything that we say, uh, in that, you know, we need to make it easy for people to, if they're planning to transfer, for example, make it easy for them to get on the right path with classes, not take classes that they don't need, not take classes that aren't going to transfer. Um, with our career and technical programs, we need to make sure that the things that we're teaching align with the needs of industry now. Um, you know, if we're still teaching people how to repair typewriters, uh, we're missing the boat. And yes, that's an extreme example, but you know, if we aren't doing the things in our career and technical classes that 
now when you get hired somewhere, you are hired at a, a lower rate, uh, you know, wage rate because you have to undergo extensive training just to, you know, compete with somebody hired off the street. That really makes that education devalued. Yeah, inherently devalued because yes, if if you're if you're being hired after uh, going to community college at the same uh, pay as somebody who hasn't been, uh, that is inherently devaluing devaluing it. Uh, but as you were speaking, so I I know that we have a framework for a solution. It's called Guided Pathways. It's a research. Uh, nationally and empirically uh, evaluated and and uh, proven set of practices that are best business best business practices. But I do want to touch on one thing you said that I think is of essence, which is people vote with their pocketbook with how where uh, how and where they enroll and for the last at least decade actually a bit more it we have we in public two year institutions have shown that we are not listening in my opinion we're not listening or not listening enough to our taxpayers and to our clientele and to the employers and it saddens me to say that. And, you know, the day of reckoning uh, was what you mentioned from that article, but there have been many of those things. And we previously about the Harvard, Harvard Business School uh, study where they showed that employers don't trust the community college education. So it is absolutely time for us to stop and rethink the status quo will not lead i mean it's cushy it's great it's comfortable and cosmetic changes and you know just uh, uh doing reshuffles within the institutions sound great it keeps you busy but i'm not convinced that they really help that student and i'm not trying to be negative because we have a bright future ahead of us so if we celebrate today, we should be celebrating in what we're going to be doing in a year or 10 years or 20 years, not just what we've done in our past and, you know, the onesies and twosies that we are pr propelling in life. Am, am I, are we in agreement here? Do you view it the same way? What's your thought? Absolutely. And, you know, in our, our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about guided pathways and the benefits of that. And, uh, you know, in this series, we're also going to talk about, you know, how do we grow? Um, you know, how do we we take these obstacles, turn them around and and grow? And that's what we're all all about here at Let's Talk Ed is let's identify the problems. Let's find solutions and, you know, let's let's talk about best practices. And that's that's what we do. So if you enjoy programs like this, uh, be sure and uh, subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, ring that bell down below so you get um, 
notifications when we post new content. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ad on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ad.